0: Well, I suppose when it comes to South Africa, it is already legal. But of course, the question now is, what is the regulation? What is that going to look like in as far as the proposed legislations uh, for to regulate the use of cannabis? And we're talking now about the Cannabis for Private Purposes Bill. Let me invite onto the show Gareth Prince, who is a Rastafarian and human rights activist. Gareth, good morning to you. Thanks for your time this morning.
1: Oh, good morning to you and all of the listeners. And thanks for having me.
0: Let me also welcome onto the show Ranga Galijajibuka,ba who is an IKS practitioner. Good morning to you and thank you for your time this morning.
2: mme fela Prince, how are you? German, how are you, my friend?
1: Positive, my brother. Good to have you here.
0: Alright. Uh, uh, apologies. I, I know that uh, we're supposed to start the conversation a little earlier. Uh, let me also welcome onto the show Kathy Wine, who is the head of marketing for supplements and, and skin care at Goodleaf. Kathy, good morning. Morning, Kathy. Thanks so much for having me. I, I think... Uh, Raleh let me begin with you and, and talk about, you know, what we see contained in the Cannabis for Private Purposes Bill. And I suppose part of it really has to take into account the historic use of cannabis in this country. What would you say that from an, an African perspective, what would you describe and the use of, of cannabis as having been over the decades?
2: Uh, thank you, uh, 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 your apologies accepted. Um, let me invite the Mabasa, uh, uh, the Bukaba of Dilopje and, uh, the mother of this world and also Vaskali. Those are my ancestors. Every time when I, I enter into the space of other people, I must invite with, I must invite all my ancestors because I walk with them. Uh, having said that, Daha Marijuana, Um, um, or Ntrango. is one of the base herbal or medicines of African people. It was um, in the ancient times it was always a a base medicine which was used to cure many illnesses uh, particularly those which were related to psychotic patients and those people who would be having serious mental uh, challenges, and those who might have gone through many injuries um, uh, or uh, um, uh, critical injuries like uh, experiencing a a broken bone or so forth. So it was used as part of the uh, um, bouquet of medicines, but it was a base medicine because on its own, it's like what other people call it, alcohol. It, it has a, 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 a power to um, a, 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 a tranquilize patients uh, even today, so we are still using it. Of course, uh, at the present moment, uh, when the colonizers, both both the Arabians and the, uh, the Europeans, when they descended on Africa, they found that this was used even by the warriors and uh, by various um Nepato or uh, uh, various um, uh, intelligent people, uh, particularly kings and Ningaka. Uh, so, because it used to cool. Uh, or uh, make people to be um, at, at a relaxed mood for for uh, because we, we, it was it was not not uh, in general uh, uh, being smoked. Uh, people were drinking it. It was part of the medicines and part of the herbs which people were taking. So when these colonizers arrived, they realized that this was a power a powerful tool for the African people. They then started to criminalize it and they reverse it. And that is why today people think about marijuana just as a smoking substance when, in fact, smoking is just but one minute area uh, of the use of marijuana. So that is generally the background about how African people are using it. We plant it. It's like uh, musonyane. It has to be in almost every yard. We don't have to sell it. Uh, it's part of uh, what the African people have been doing. When I'm talking about the African people, I'm talking about the Bantu indigenous African people and the Fenn people, who uh, the ancestors of uh, Gareth Prince, who is part of this uh, discussion today. Mm-hmm. So th- they were using it for many, many reasons, and mm-hmm. we are still using it. And the reason why they criminalize criminalizing it, they saw it as a power and a source of life for the African people. But because of also Christianization and also Arabization. Uh, It was made to be ungodly uh, because they were removing African people from their own indigenous uh, health system so that they must uh, uh, be recruited and be transported into the Europeanized and the Arabian way of uh, health systems. And that is why today it has many connotations and wrong things uh, because they think that smoking Daha it's part of the problems of the uh, of the country when in fact it's just but one small aspect from the african perspective
0: when we look at what is currently before parliament which is the cannabis for Pri- private purposes bill it really seeks to legislate how cannabis can be used either for private commercial or even medicinal use in this country, um, you've probably had the opportunity to take a look at what is in um, that proposed bill, and and when you your overall assessment about what it contains so far.
2: No, unfortunately, um mm. One of the problems with that legislation is that it is based on Roman Dutch English Christian uh, 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 values. It does not have an uh, African perspective because, firstly, we don't have to get into the business of trying to regulate uh, the use of uh, marijuana. Uh, this is just a help of African people. So, unfortunately, uh, the present establishment and the present so called democratic space uh, is all still criminalizing uh, this simple herb by making it as a difficulty because, unfortunately, those who are leading this legislation, they are, their problem is that they think that, in their own view, this is, is an evil or something which people are not supposed to use. From my perspective as an African indigenous knowledge practitioner, I will say uh, if our government uh, could be uh, so liberated that they leave this herb like Noniana, like any other help which we are using it all over, like Omo like all other herbs which we are treating and helping our African people and all other people who come into African continent who would not be having so much problems. Because at the moment this so called commercialization and legalization, it's all about How to commercialize and profiteer, make profit out of this simple help, which, uh, uh, as far as we are concerned, by going to commercialize it, uh, is because, uh, you know, wherever you find the colonizers, for them, it's about ma- ma- making money. Uh, so that legislation, as far as I'm concerned, uh, is not helpful. In fact, it's still creating more of problems for uh, our continent and our country.
0: Gareth, let me bring you in and, and give you a chance uh, to weigh in and as far as the state then of, of, of the current bill that, that is open for public comment.
1: Thank you, Kathy. You know, it is unfortunate that our government continues to see the issue of cannabis as, as an issue of substance abuse. We need to change the conversation towards one of job creation and empowerment and restoring the dignity of indigenous people. The, the biggest problem in South Africa is not substance abuse and abuse. It's poverty, it's inequality, and it's the lack of dignity that our people have. And cannabis represents the best opportunity for job creation and economic regeneration within South Africa. We don't solve the problems of substance use and abuse by arresting and jailing people. No, you solve that via education. And education is what we need in order to dispel many of the misconceptions and the outright lies that exist in relation to cannabis. The current bill that we are having You know, just the name of the bill in itself is a contradiction in terms. We don't require a bill for private usage. We require a bill that uh, takes away the fact that uh, cannabis is regulated via the police. We need a uh, bill that would empower us to make economic use of cannabis. If we all want to make money out of it, but it is an injustice and a height of hypocrisy to allow those that already have money and power, which they gained as a result of unfairness and inequality, to now be first in line to making money out of this plan. whereas the people that have suffered and that have sacrificed for this plant are still going to jail. That is certainly not fair. So we need the boat to speed towards, the needs of the people that have built this industry. And these are the small farmers and these are the the small-scale dealers, the people that have built this industry. And as it stands, the bill does not provide for them. And we are saying that the bill in itself is unlawful and unconstitutional because government never took the time to consult the people on the ground. There was never any real public participation from we, the people, in terms of what it is that we want this bill to do for us and what this bill should say. The government is trying to impose a foreign perspective on an indigenous custom and on an indigenous practice and and system. And that does not gel well with Mm. our constitutional order that needs
0: to speak to South African conditions. Gareth, I just want to understand, when you talk about the fact that um, the way that the bill is structured currently basically means that your big players, so those that are already operating in the space, and we've seen, of course, uh, really the springing up of a lot of products for commercial use um, that are linked to to cannabis. So you're saying that the way that the bull is structured currently Favors big players, commercial players and as far as whatever products may be created versus those who are operating largely in the informal sector?
1: Correct. And primarily because it makes it very difficult for us, the small players, to get into the industry Mm. because the cost of uh, 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 putting yourself into compliance with the laws as it stands That is not acceptable for ordinary people. Because quite clearly, the economic conditions of our people prevent them from entering this field. Mm. And therefore, only those with money, power, and position or connections are the ones that are able to take up the opportunities that are now provided. The fact that the country allows medicinal cannabis, but in order for you to set up a facility that allows you to grow what they call medical cannabis, you need to have at least a couple of million in order for you to do that. And the regulatory hoops that we have got to jump through in order to, to, to get the sufferer license puts it out of the range of the ordinary or the small business people. What we are saying is that the government needs to look at what is currently happening. Cannabis, as it stands, the recreational market, is worth billions in this country. But that market is not regulated, and it should not be highly regulated. Equality means that, at the very least, cannabis must be treated on the same level as alcohol and tobacco. And we find that that is not the case. The government still wants to subject the cannabis industry to much higher regulatory measures than they do in respect of alcohol and tobacco, which the science tells you is much more dangerous than cannabis. But for some reason or the other, the majority of South Africans think that it is much better to smoke a cigarette than it is to smoke a joint. But for us, mm. as, as, as the members of the cannabis community, it's not about smoking or recreation. It's about using cannabis in order to advance our lives, in order to build houses for people, in order to make clothes for people, in order to make petrol for cars. Here we are having a situation where Eskom are burning two million liters of diesel a day. That diesel can be made from cannabis. Why are we not doing that? Why are not Why are we not uh, uh, making use of these opportunities for our people? So we are saying that the government must learn to speak to the conditions and the needs of indigenous people mm. and uh, the bill as it
0: stands is not doing that yeah R- Jaji, just coming back to you the issue of the, the 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 regulation in terms of what is in that legislation how do you think that that's going to affect the operations of of healers like yourself
2: yes w- one uh, as Garrett has been saying this you see the problem is that there's so much concentration on regulating the herb when in fact uh, the deregulation of the herb on its own the african people will know how to use it you see if if Daja, uh, or Marujuana was every uh, a plant which anyone can plant it in the in their homestead it will not be giving problems because parents uh, uh, and when I'm saying parents, I'm saying parents and the communities around uh, those, uh, those who are planting it will know how to govern it. They will know how to use it, like, uh, as you are talking about, liquor and other alcoholic uh, substances all over. You get uh, the medicines which you are getting all over. So, because this, for us, is not about um, a business. And the problem is that uh, those who hated this herb all along, the colonizers and the present neo-colonial state in the in the face of african people as we are talking today the problem is that they never knew and they don't know what is the purpose of this help for african people if they would leave it to the african people it will be managed by regulating it it is for example there are some lands which are there some soils which are fertile for, for this plant to be planted, for example, uh, at the foot of some of the mountains and so forth. So we as healers, we would be able to know where we must plant it, and we go and harvest it for the benefit of our communities, not to make money. Because at the moment, what is happening is that... Um, uh, the commercial people or the capitalists, they are looking at it as, as a mine. They think that they are coming to make mine. Uh, it's like, for them, it's like a uh, money-making scheme. They, it's got nothing to do. If, last time I was listening to the uh, Houghton provincial government, the MEC who's responsible for economic development. He was not talking about this help in an integrated, comprehensive manner. He He's just looking at the money-making issue. And then that is why this hub... Uh, is being reduced either to uh, a substance which is causing mayhem amongst the people, or now because they have warmed up to the constitutional court because it is not even politicians who said this must All be right. used.
0: Uh, um, All um, um, right, uh, I'm going to just pause you there. We've got a quick break coming up. We'll continue the conversation after this.
3: The talking point with Kathy Motsasana, weekdays 9 a.m. till midday.
0: We continue the conversation on the talking point. We've been looking at the legislative process before Parliament currently and it's really around what should go into the cannabis for private purposes bill. And it's open for a second round of public comments currently. And Gareth, you know, you both you and Ralichaji have made very important points around what we need to bear in mind as we look at the future of cannabis in this country, especially given how a government has been really uh, speaking on how it it's one, about how it's one of the centers you know, of economic growth going forward. And it would really be great to hear um, your perspective in terms of just the, the, the concerns that you want them to keep in mind. Alright, it looks like we've lost both Gareth and Raleigh Zadzi on the line. I think there's an issue with our phone lines. Let me go to Datesipo Pomandula in Pretoria. Datesipo Mandula, good morning.
3: Money. Uh, you know, <clears throat> having those guests, it takes me back at the at our institute. Uh, we once invited them after the judgment in 2018 mm. to just look at this Daha Indaba with Hillas, uh, Rastafarians, and and, uh, lead, I mean, and uh, lead hosts, mm-hmm. traditional leaders. Because one aspect on cannabis is the issue of land, access to land. Uh, the education aspect, and if Prince was there, he would be trying to even explain to you about the cannabis master plan. Uh, and now my worry against Katie is around the media coverage when after post the judgment, because remember there was a stigma around the use of cannabis. Yes,
0: I think there still later, is, he, uh, Advocate and, Mantula.
3: Yeah, and, and, and later again you find that the son of this year and the sopas started to talk about the cannabis commercialization, which is very strange. mm mm-hmm. So some of us, you see, there's a commercial and a crash towards cannabis. It's going to be another capital and a corruption around cannabis, but we must be very careful that we are going to expose them because the issue is that growers in Eastern Cape, KZN, have been left without nothing because the cannabis industry is created the UN world, at the global world. It is growing at the fast pace that it has assisted the EU countries. And in Africa, you find that Rwanda... Zimbabwe, Malawi—they are picking up, mm. but still they are at the commercial level, you know. So you are, you are, One will use the word that you are still living the community. You are still living the community knowledge on cannabis. And finally, I will say to you, our law reform commission in this country—I remember VV2 when I was trying to engage the chairperson person, Judge Gudikala Pan. The law reform commission doesn't even have a policy on cannabis in this country to look at the laws. Your apartheid laws that has criminalized cannabis in this country have never looked into them thoroughly. You might have tested the citation of many people who have written on cannabis in, in this country, but you still have an attitude of the police when they raid Rastafarians. Most of the cases I will tell you is getting from, even, uh, not just from the go. Mm. You, you are still having police harassment in this country. And they are misreading and misinterpreting the Zondo judgment of 2018. Despite that, Gareth will tell you, we looked at Zondo judgment and say it's still giving police more power, still. But again, it shows you that the parliamentarians in this bill, this case, I can tell you, they were inactive, they were the sleepiest in those bills during the uh, engagement. I don't want to speak behind them. You can look at their uh, even YouTube recording of parliamentary sessions since last year. They were not active. All of them, all parties. I don't want to... To say which party was talking too much, which one was silent, all members of parliament in that committee of justice, they were, they were mum. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether they did not read the, the evening submissions or they were not listening to the oral submissions. But I can tell you we have been failed by our parliament because this bill is long overdue, by the way. Right. Long, long overdue. Mm-hmm.
0: And I suppose that the big issue that you're saying is that the approach that South Africa needs to take is one that must be completely different to where we are right now.
3: <laughs> no, 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 definitely. I think we can set a good state. I'm not saying we should be judgmental to our state, mm. but we have, a, we have an opportunity. Many countries I've seen, I've seen Zimbabwe is moving from to- tobacco to cannabis. I've seen Rwanda is pushing, Namibia, uh, Malawi, uh, Zambia, you know, the African practice is always good That because of our climate, first of all, to be honest with you. If you look at Europe, Europe doesn't have a good climatic condition. But Europeans, like your Germans, Canadians, they've moved. Oh, your, right. your Holland, Netherlands, they've moved. Advocate but I think the know? cannabis master plan, just check on the cannabis master plan because the media has a role to play. And you can get revenue out of it.
0: Okay, Advocate Mandula, let's leave it there for this morning. Thanks for calling in. We're quickly running out of time. Gareth, I-, I want to come back to you and ask, are you going to be making submissions or have you made submissions on this bill?
1: Yes, we've had. We've, we've partaken and, and in every round of submissions. However, we, we still feel that there's ad- there's inadequate public participation. There is a duty on both the National Assembly as well as the National Council of Provinces, to uh, to engage the public, to workshop, to inform, to feedback to the people, and that hasn't happened in relation mm-hmm. to cannabis. The National Assembly didn't do any information sessions. They didn't have any workshops with people. Uh-huh. The majority of these sessions have been online, and the majority of our people do not have connectivity mm. so they didn't have the opportunity to to have their feelings and their views raised so therefore there hasn't been adequate public participation and All we right. hope that in front of the national council of provinces that indeed that they will do greater uh, public participation and and public engagement
0: let's leave it there for this morning rally chachi very briefly for me your final contributions
2: Yes, uh, thank you, and thank you, Mwafrika, um, Mandula, and uh, Rafkaret. Um, my point is that the African indigenous people must be assured, the Bantu and the San must be assured that we as Naga, we will continue as we did during colonial days, and also during this so-called independence or uh, neocolonial state of Africa, we will continue using this help for your benefit, for your health, for your self-confidence and for your self-assurance in in the manner in which our ancestors have left this uh, task to us as healers of the nation. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you all for coming on to the show.